Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Belinda Clements. How are you doing, Belinda? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I am doing very well, thank you. And I am in Huntsville, Ontario, Canada. Yay. Happy Canada Day, as we just said. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Belinda Clemenson is an author, coach, speaker, thought leader, and gender equity advocate. Um, a change maker herself, Belinda believes women are not only capable of changing the world, they will be a driving force in making it happen. And I think your mission with the Women's Leadership Initiative to inspire, empower, equip, and support you to lead the change the world needs is simply remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Belinda. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, wonderful. So let's dive right in. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? The ideal client for us at the Women's Leadership Intensive are women leaders in male-dominated industries. So we tend to work a lot with women in mining, women in utilities, uh, women in tech, women in engineering, things like that. So places where women are showing up with all the skill sets of leadership, um, all of the technical capabilities, but they're still running into a lot of those barriers that happen when you are in the minority in any given space. Mm. So is, is that still uh, the case? So are there some numbers you can just uh, share or some insights? Uh, what what are the most important or pressing issues, so to speak, uh, kind of like in uh, in that regard? Yeah, so I'll give you an example from the mining industry. So um, women sit globally somewhere between 12 and 17 percent of the industry as a whole. Um, and that's a good indicator industry because there's so many industries like that that are not going away. Like mining is not going away. Construction is not going away. All of those industries, I know that sometimes they get a bad reputation and they are ripe for improvement, mm. but globally, they are huge drivers in the world, mm. right? Every, this computer that we're having a conversation on would not be here without mining, mm. um, for example. So um, when we see an industry like that, where the women, the numbers of women in the industry are so low, mm then what happens is it's really hard to move the needle on changing those numbers because you're not seeing representation. Mm -hmm. And women who do show up in those industries, even if the industry can attract them, they're not necessarily staying there because mm -hmm. they're coming up against those cultural barriers when they arrive, right? Anything from overt problems like harassment or being passed over for promotion, not being recognized for their contributions, to more subtle things like this constant demand to prove their credibility or to prove that they deserve to be there, right? Mm -hmm. Day in and day out. And so even if you can attract these qualified um, women contributors to come into your company, can you create a culture where they stay? Mm -hmm. So we always think of, of this sort of uh, gender equity and leadership problem as having two parts to it. One part is the numbers, Can we move the needle on the numbers? 
And the other part is how do we create inclusive cultures that are friendly to women and the lives and experiences of women? I'm glad I'm asked. So <laughs> thank you for sharing these, these wonderful insights. So, and of course, there are pressing issues. And, um, you know, we're all kind of like going, falling back uh, since the last time I checked. We are all humans. So what are common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve these uh, challenges? Uh, I would say there's two big ones. The first mm -hmm. one is assuming that everyone's having the same experience in your company. That is not true. So uh, women and other equity-deserving equity groups of people in your company, if you ask them, they are having a very different experience of your company, right? Their leadership journey is different. The kind of uh, challenges they face on a daily basis are different. The way they show up in meetings is different. So if you assume that everybody needs the same thing, you're going to provide everyone with the same solution, and it's not going to work. Hmm. The other thing is assuming that if we just upskill women, that will solve the problem. So they should be more assertive. They should be better negotiators. All of the things we've been told, it's, if it's a systemic problem and we don't change the system, we will not solve it. And that's sort of where we're sitting today. Hmm. Well, you, you, you are, I'm already kind of like... Uh... I'm taking apart from uh, what what you do, and it's uh, we shared this uh, briefly before we even started. Uh, but when you now mentioned there's a systemic problem at heart, I'm German, I'm thorough, I, I love systems. So, <laughs> you know, if the system is wrong, we need to change the system. So, but uh, not everybody's prepared for that. So, uh, exactly, it's, it's disruptive, right? It's more disruptive. Yeah. It, it can be, and it should be also. Agree. Um, Wonderful. So before I ask Belinda, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So uh, Belinda, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Yeah, I would say if you are um, a leader or a culture leader within an organization, you need to start asking more questions, right? Asking people, what is your experience like? It used to be that we only looked at research in terms of quantitative data as being valid data. Now we know that narrative and storytelling is a huge, important source of data as well. And so can you access some of the stories and the narrative experiences of people in your organization? On the flip side of that, if you are one of those women who is in a male-dominated industry or is coming up against some of those barriers, make sure you find people with whom you can have real conversations about your real experiences who are going to understand you and not gaslight or deny that your experience is valid. I think I, I just wanted to highlight, uh, you know, I love uh, your answer, nevertheless, but uh, I want to highlight the first part where it's about, you know, we're not just looking at numbers any longer because, um, you know, there's no life. <laughs> you have to, I don't want to go uh, offend anybody who's into numbers, so don't get me wrong. So that's a, it's very important uh, in the business, uh, essentially. But what is the quality behind that? And what what is in between? What's the stories that we need to tell? And uh, I think that's the, the one of the, the issues that uh, you're also talking about. Is that fair to say? That's right. Mm. Wonderful. So 
Um, want to uh, share, uh, give you also the opportunity to uh, uh, give you the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people that, uh, to that will help with that, but also in a broader sense. Yeah, so if people go to our website, womensleadershipintensive.ca, you'll find there a free video series called Inspired to Lead. And that drops a video into your inbox once a week. And those videos are about um, getting grounded in your own leadership values and the difference that that makes for you as a leader. So a lot of times people don't really have the time or the space to think about their own leadership and make decisions that are values-based. And these videos just remind you and give you some structure for doing that. Excellent. Of course, we put the link in the show description so people can check it out. Thank you for sharing, Belinda. Amazing. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? The question is, what are the benefits of women in leadership for everyone in our society? Because we often see this as, oh, it makes things better for women. But the reality is equity, gender equity and other forms of equity make things better for all of us. Mm. So there's so much research now showing how um, gender diverse uh, organizations are more profitable, they're more productive, they make better decisions, they're more ethical, they're more inclusive. There's all kinds of social benefits around access to healthcare and education, even things like climate justice and peace agreements. So choose your indicator, what matters most to you, but across the board, having this inclusion and equity is actually better for all of us. It creates better organizations and better societies. Yeah, we just, just do it, right? <laughs> to <the> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's time. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting yeah. for? <laughs> yes. It's, it's more than time. I appreciate it. So this brings me already to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Well, I was thinking about this. I was going to say my son just graduated high school last week, which was a major milestone. So goosebumps, tears, smiles, all the things. Um, but then I thought a little deeper. And one thing that really brings me goosebumps is my 18-year-old son is a very emotionally intelligent person. Mm. And so whenever he does something like engages in a conversation about people you know, getting into a dispute or being defensive. And he can come into that conversation and be very present and very real and compassionate. Or if, if someone is upset and he comes right in right away to give them a hug and comfort them, that gives me goosebumps. And it gives me so much hope for this next generation of young people. And in this case, I'm talking about young men specifically to finally have permission right? And to build the skill set of emotional intelligence, mm. which is so needed for them, but also for all of us. Wonderful. Well, I love this goosebumps moment sharing with me, having the shiver. So mission accomplished. Well done, Belinda. Awesome. <laughs> What an amazing goosebumps moment. So thank you, Belinda, for sharing this beautiful uh, memory and goosebumps moment uh, with, with your loved one. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you so much. I love the conversation too. And these are such great questions. Indeed, thank you. <laughs> It was my pleasure.
Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.